Welcome to Small Bites, the weekly equity podcast for busy people, where you'll get strategies in five minutes at 5 a.m. to help you become a more culturally literate, responsive, and culturally responsible educator. Join me throughout the week at Hedrick or at Hedrick Nichols on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See you Mondays at 5 a.m. Hello and welcome back to Small Bites. This is Hedrick Nichols and I'm so glad that you keep coming back each week to listen, to learn, and to take those things that you learn back to your classes and campuses. If you didn't listen to parts one and two of the PI and AAPI, please go back and listen to those last week and the week before. And now here we are again. And so if you want to start bringing up geography, topography, you know, it's a good way to at least introduce this idea of exactly where is Hawaii. Let's get off that map that's on the wall. Let's figure out where it is in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You know, so that could be a very good entry point, even though that isn't a a cultural touchstone reference. It might be a really good introduction for kids just to have some awareness Mm -hmm. and some empathy Right, right, of this group of islands, they say they look like a little bunch of rocks in the middle of the ocean. And then from there, you can have larger discussions of how that impacts right life here. But um, the biggest things I think for Hawaiian culture. Wait, ha- before you go back, before, I want to touch on that one because you're talking about the islands and the little rocks. Mm-hmm. We were talking a little earlier about islands that are disappearing and islands mm. that were. Um, impacted by nuclear waste that we dumped and I'll come back and we'll recap the, the, the top three things but I do want to let um, let people know because a lot of people are involved in climate action climate change mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of teachers are are leaning into that work tell me a little bit about that so you know in the Pacific region in, in, prior to World War II and during World War II I mean we were testing nuclear weapons I think most people have heard of bikini the Bikini Atoll, right? Because of the course, the bathing suit that got the name. Um, but, you know, we were literally using islands for target practice for nuclear weapons. And besides immediately destroying people's homes and lands and, you know, their ability to the reefs, so their food source and everything else, there has been long term fallout from that there's been radiation we still see it here in our schools we still see children who come from some of these island nations who have lingering signs of radiation illnesses Um, we can see it in their skin and their hair and you know sometimes there's other things going on some of these families have a high incidence of um, cognitive um, impairment you know it's a long-term generational impact um, and so I was saying you know there is the the COFA so that's the compact of free association so to make kind of reparations right people from those islands that have been directly impacted by our nuclear testing um, they have the ability to come to the United States and often they come just seeking health care Wow. Sometimes they, you know, obviously they would come possibly seeking an opportunity for employment or education, but sometimes they come just seeking healthcare because of, of the, you know, the lingering radiation sickness that I, I spoke of. So we're offering those things free of charge. Well, they come to the United States. They have the ability to enter. They are given certain services, but 
you know, obviously there's also this whole, like, how do I make a living? How do I make a life? Mm -hmm. All I know is growing up on an island where I, I fished and now I'm living in a place where there's buildings and cities and buses. And so there's a lot involved to that. Um, but and there, the agreement is was created for a certain amount of years, and I know it was recently reviewed. Um, and and there were also reparation monies that were paid to some of these nations, you know. Um, so it's a whole big package of things. And again, I think most people really aren't aware. Uh, they think of it as the past. It's right. history. Radiation sickness doesn't right? quite vanish no. into the past. And we know about, you know, um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And I mean, those are the very well-known cases. Um, but I mean, we did testing. We did testing for all kinds of things. And so, so that has had an impact here on in Hawaii because many of the families who come um, even though they can come to anywhere in the united states this feels more like home to them of course that element of polynesia that element of oceana um it, it's much more comfortable familiar the climate you mm -hmm. know so um we do see many people staying here in hawaii um to try to overcome you know they're losing their islands. We started talking about the weather, right? Mm -hmm. So these places are disappearing because they are so low lying. Uh, they haven't been able to build and innovate and create due to the impact from the nuclear testing. And then now with global warming, a couple inches of ocean rise is making some of these places literally disappear. Wow. Okay, and we will be posting a couple of um, a couple of links so that you can explore that on your own or with your students. That was something that I learned. Again, I'm I'm really um, very very privileged to be here to be able to learn so many things that I knew nothing of, and it just never ceases to amaze me how large the issue of equity is when we say let's celebrate AAPI. It's so much deeper than that. Okay, so let's recap. We're going to go back to number one and then give you two and three. The three things you want us to know. One, that the volcano, so we can take a look. Topography, maps. I'm just going to say maps. <laughs> and right. take a look at where, where is Hawaii? That would be your, if you want to have a line of inquiry, there you go. Where is our 50th state? Right. Um, I think something that you and I talked about, it would be interesting to look at the diversity as you started this this discussion it's not just grass skirts and luau's um and the ukulele uh you and i you being from texas we've talked about there's a big ranching community here there are paniolos which are the native hawaiian cowboys i'm a texan so you know i'm posting the link to that i already saved that a couple of days ago so you know it's not just um a single like a like a Barbie doll version, right? Where there's just one version of, of a Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. So and and some people are keen agriculturalists, and some are cowboys, and some are volcanologists, and some are scientists, and some are um, navigators. Did you say volcanologists? 
I did. What a, I see. There, I learned a whole new word, and I'm assuming that has nothing to do with Spock from Star Wars. That has to do with volcanology. Is this yes? It's the study of volcanoes, and so there you can study volcanology at the University of Hawaii. Awesome, Hilo. of so, course. Wow. Yes. wow. So I would say, you know, try to find ways to investigate the diversity. All right. The number diversity. Two. That would be number two, um, and then number three. I would think. The language, you know, it's a very, it's amazing and interesting and expressive. Uh, they have 13 letters in their language. Wow. So you're going to see double vowels and you're going to see, you know, different things that we don't have. And again, these are AAPI. These are Americans. These are people who live in our 50 states. People come to Hawaii for a week at a resort and they fly in, they fly out. Um, but there are so many levels to, again, the language is a great, I think people know the word aloha. Mm -hmm. And they see the shaka and they see Hawaii Five O as as you said. And aloha, just that one word, has so much deep meaning and presence and is just so important to the culture here. So even diving into the singular word aloha would be an amazing entry point for educators to take. Ah, wonderful. All right, those those are three wonderful things. I was I'm going to throw this in here. Um this is just I might put this in. I might actually just do it as a quick commercial. Tell me about gun regulation in Hawaii. We do have a uh, stricter gun laws here than I think you find in many states. And again, realizing my background, I did live overseas for 20 years, so I might not be as up to date with all the other states, but based on what I see in the news, um, based on, you know, shootings at schools and other things I've had to face and deal with and try to explain to my children who maybe weren't exposed to it where they used to live and, and living here now. So we do have stricter gun control laws. Um, and do you guys have lockdown drills? We do have lockdown drills. We do carry out a mandatory lockdown drill. Um, we have not had shootings. Sorry, you have what? <laughs> we have not had shootings. Okay, so just let me let, let me wrap this up here. <laughs> because it's kind of off topic, but I came home after a lovely beach day to find that there had been yet another shooting in my area and people were asking me if I was okay. So I just gotta get this clear. Hawaii has stricter gun laws. Yes. And there are no school shootings here. There are no school shootings. That's here. your big takeaway. That's all. <laughs> all right. So you talked about the word Keisha, um, aloha, which yes. has very deep meaning. And from some of, uh, from you and a couple of other uh, educators here on the islands on Twitter, I've also learned the word mahalo, yeah. which means kind of you're welcome. Thank you. Kind of, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, yes. kind, of thank kind of thank you, yes. <laughs> kind of thank you. Yes. And it's something, what else does it mean more than that? Is that, is that kind of a less poignant word than aloha? Oh, I well, it's, I think it doesn't maybe cover as much breadth as um, aloha does, but it is still very significant. I was, I was saying to you that I didn't feel comfortable using it. I felt a little bit fake. I felt like a little bit of a poser um, trying to use 
some of these native, you know, native Hawaiian words. But when I had spent time with other educators, when I had um, spent time with cultural practitioners, when I learned a little bit more about some of the traditions, then I have felt more comfortable using the word mahalo. So for me, just the language itself is almost like sacred. There's a certain sacredness to it there's a certain specialness to it. And so while mahalo isn't maybe as broad as aloha, um, it still has a, a real poignant depth to it. Okay, I do know that one of the aunties, you gave me some literature and she says that aloha means, um, it's about bringing, you come to yourself and you emote good things to the people who you who you meet. And I love that. But I will, I will take this moment and take advantage of the use of mahalo, Keisha. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Um, we will see you next time on Smart. This has been part three of the PI and AAPI with educator Keisha McDonald from Hawaii. This has been Hedrick Nichols for Small Bites. Like, subscribe, follow, leave a great review, and check the show notes and hedrick.com for more resources. See you next week on Small Bites. <laughs>